the standard of self versus the standard of Christ. In Matthew 22, verses 35 to 40, Mark 12, verses 28 to 34, and in Luke 10, verses 25 to 27, when asked what the greatest commandment was, Jesus responded, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, and with all your might, and thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. Then in John thirteen thirty four, and John fifteen twelve, when he was talking to his disciples, Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, as I have loved you, love one another. Why was the language in these two examples different? The instruction in the former passages from Matthew, Mark, and Luke, self seems to be the standard. Love the Lord and love your neighbor as yourself. So in order for me to love my neighbor as myself, the first thing would be I have to think about how I love myself. I have to think about how do I want myself to be loved. So there's a lot of self-consideration that goes into that. In regardless of religion, denomination, creed, it's a very standard commandment of decency almost, how people should just treat one another. First of all, if you believe in God, then you need to make sure you're loving God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And then when it comes to how we treat one another, as you want to be treated, treat other people. Okay. However, in the commandment that Jesus gives to his disciples, and keep in mind, he was talking to his disciples in the passages from John. These were the people who had been in his company since the start of his ministry. And they were also going to be the ones who spread the message of salvation after his crucifixion, his resurrection, and his ascension. So he was not talking generally to them. He was talking to them about something very specific something that they could relate to at that time and then in the future after his resurrection and ascension something that would they would be able to relate to by virtue of what the holy spirit was now going to reveal to them so it was very personal and it was now based on a relationship it was based on an awareness it was based on an identification and it was no longer them that were the standard. It was no longer, okay, how do I love myself? How do I treat myself? Or how do I want to be treated? It now became, how did he love me? So Christ became the standard. And that was why he said, as I have loved you. Meaning, if you want to think about how to love your neighbor, reflect on how I, meaning Jesus Christ himself, has loved them or us, the disciples of today. Let's flash back to Genesis for a minute. And in Genesis chapter 3, from verses 10 to 13, it reads, And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, 
because I was naked and I hid myself. This is Adam speaking. And he said, this is God, who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat. So we see what happened here. You know, we customarily use Adam and Eve as the reference for the perfect mates because it's said in the Bible, God took Eve from the, from the side of Adam and she was bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Yet, the minute Adam was questioned about his sin, a sin that he committed, he instantly placed the burden of his sin on Eve. And when Eve was asked about her sin, she immediately placed the burden of her sin on the serpent. So think about it. Here was the first opportunity for mankind, which is Adam and Eve, to be selfless, to not consider themselves. They had the opportunity to love and they did not take it. They didn't because they considered themselves. Adam thought about probably the repercussion of what was going to happen to him and he instantly blamed Eve. And Eve, not taking ownership for what she did, she instantly blamed the serpent. Now compare that to what Jesus did by virtue of being the savior of mankind. The burden of the sins of all mankind, one atom of which he did not contribute to, he took all of that sin and placed it on himself so that mankind who actually committed the sin would not be punished for it. And this was the exact opposite of what had happened in the Garden of Eden. So when Jesus says, as I have loved you, he wasn't just referring to the walk that he walked on the earth when he called his disciples who were virtually nobodies compared to the, the, the wise scribes and Pharisees and Sadducees. It's not just that love he was referring to. He was referring to the love of, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, that love, as I have loved you, as I did not consider myself, as I put aside my majesty, my glory, to come down from heaven, to come and take on your sin, so that you don't have to suffer as I was not selfish, but instead was selfless. That is how I now want you to treat one another. This is the love that I want you, my disciples, the ones who I'm teaching this lesson to, the ones who are going to receive this lesson direct, directly from me, how I am loving you now and how I will love you soon is how I now want you to love one another.
Jesus made himself the standard of how anyone who calls himself or herself a disciple should love. The love that gives up its rights for another. The love that suffers long and is patient and yet remains kind. The love that does not envy. The love that does not parade itself. That is not proud or boastful or arrogant. The love that does not behave rudely. The love that does not seek its own or is selfish or forces its will on others. The love that is not easily provoked. The love that does not keep record of wrongs or harbors evil thoughts. This is the love that Jesus showed his disciples while he was with them in life and in death. His crucifixion symbolized for all mankind that he did not consider himself. Instead, he considered us. As I have loved you, as I have considered you, love and consider one another. John 13, 35 tells us, By this men shall know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. And then in 1 Peter 4, 8, it tells us, And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Disciples, the standard of love is not our emotions it is not what we watch on television it is not the facebook videos or the youtube videos or the instagram videos or the snapchat it is not what we see portrayed in this world that has become popular that is not the standard of love jesus is the standard of love. He uses himself, his example, as the standard of how love looks, what love does, how love receives, how love gives back. He is the standard of love. And fortunately for us, because when we now start thinking, well, how on earth am I supposed to do that? Because in all honesty, we can only envision love from an emotional standpoint. It's very hard for us as human beings, especially in this body of sin, this flesh that is so attached to the world. We are drawn by our eyes. We're drawn by our emotions. We're drawn by our feelings. It is really impossible to love the way that Christ loved without the spirit of Christ. It is impossible because everything we do in and of ourselves, we do out of the flesh. This love of God in Christ Jesus, because God is love and Jesus Christ is God with us. So Jesus Christ is the manifestation of the love of God. The only way that we can love as Jesus loved as Jesus is instructing us to love, the only way we can do it is if we have his spirit. And fortunately for us, his spirit stands poised, ready to shed the love of God abroad in our hearts. Because again, God is love. Jesus Christ is Emmanuel, God with us. The Holy Spirit is God 
in us. So the very Holy Spirit of God in us is God's love in us, ready to work, ready to do that thing that it is naturally polarized to do. Are we limiting the Spirit of Christ in us that is keeping us from loving as Christ has commanded us to love? His Spirit is here to do it in us. We have to be the ones to allow His Spirit to move. We have to be the ones to pray the prayer and ask the Lord and say, Lord, if there is anything that I am or that I am doing that is keeping the manifestation of your love from working in me, please come and take it away because it is this love that covers a multitude of sins, not our righteousness as ascribed by ourselves, but love. The Bible says it. And it is by this expression of love that we truly show that we are the disciples of Christ. Not by any of the other outward means. Because in 1 Corinthians it says, Though I speak with the tongues of angels, but I have not love, I am like a clanging symbol. It is about love, but not the love of the world, not the love of the flesh, but the love of God made manifest by the life of Jesus Christ, now living and active within us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Brethren, let us receive what the Word of God is telling us with regards to how He wants us to love. And let us ask the Holy Spirit to now come and work in us this love that the Lord is asking us to love. It's not by power or by might, but by his spirit. And may the God of heaven and earth, by the power of the life of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, shed his love abroad in our very hearts so that we may fulfill his commandments that says, as I have loved you, love one another. May we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.